Welcome to the Top 10 Garden Show with Ken Lane. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So as you get done pruning things, or even before, it's so important, just, just do, do this first. You should feed everything in the yard by the end of March. So the sooner, the better. Plants are actively growing right now. The, the sap is starting to flow up and down your maples. You can see if you made a cut, you can see it. You can see it weeping some. That's the reason that when we make cuts this time of year, which is ideal, you, know, you clean it up in the month of March. Uh, the bigger branches, especially those that weep a lot, your pine trees, uh, spruce, they'll tend to tend to sap some. Maples are classic. Uh, sometimes your fruit trees will paint that scar, the bigger one where that cut was, with a black tar. It's called pruning paint. It keeps the bugs out and it seals off some of that, that flowing stuff. They make a really convenient aerosol. I mean, just sometimes that the, the, the canister with the little brush in the end is kind of messy. You get it on you. And if you get that stuff on your, on your clothes, it's not coming out. Pruning paint does not come out. It stains permanently. Uh, the spray, you just spray it right on there and boy, it's just so easy. The things they come up with that make gardening easier uh, is just amazing. So we, we're always looking for that. Feeding your plants is, I would say, the most important thing, even more so than fertile, than, than uh, pruning. The plants have used up all the food that it had in the ground last fall, last summer. They've used that up. So they've stored it and they've made roots with it. They're starting to use, uh, grow new uh, flower buds and leaf buds. So you've seen the, the bud swell noticeable on the branches right now. Some plants are actually blooming. So your winter blooming jasmines, your hellebores, Linton roses, they're in bloom right now. And so it takes a lot of energy to, to create all this new growth. And so if you don't fertilize now, the plants will be left hungry. And then summer comes, they'll start looking yellow, thin. The leaves will be smaller, less of them. Your fruits will be smaller, less of them. It's just so important to fertilize by the end of this month. I'm doing two things in my yard. Uh, right now, I am fertilizing with the 744 all-purpose plant food most of the yard, especially evergreens. That's a cottonseed meal, bird guano. It's got some iron and sulfur in it. It just it's it's a good blend for the mountains of for this part of Arizona. For Arizona, uh, I made that 20 years ago uh, because we have an alkalinity problem. The whole state has very alkaline, hard uh, mineral kind of water, and so this food helps to to counteract some of that so the food can activate, so the plant can pick up more of it. So you'll see a striking difference. And here's the best thing, it's organic. Actually, I can't call it organic. When you put iron, when you put a mineral into a food, it's not truly organic. It can be all natural, but not organic. And so we call it all natural plant food, 744 all-purpose plant food. I do that for most of the yard. For my Organic plants, so the fruit trees, the berries, the grapes, uh, the, where the vegetable garden's going to go. I do make an actual, a purest type of organic food. No minerals, just organic plant food. It's a 6447 plant food. It's called fruit and vegetable waters, fruit and vegetable food. It's to keep it completely organic. And so we call it 6447 because... Mostly we use this for edible plants. And so uh, 
the calcium, that 7% calcium is what brings out the flavor, brings out the, the, the sweetness, the aroma, uh, makes fruits larger. So it's made to, if you're just going to put a fruit on or a vegetable, you want the, the 6447 fruit and vegetable food. So I use those two. So I'm, I'm putting that on all my plants from roses to fruit trees, to, to berry plants, to my evergreens, to my hedges, to my privacy screens. Everything gets fertilized, even your native plants. I say a little bit of care. You put that gardener's touch on a native plant, they will love you for it. And so they just react really well to it. Any kind of care. Yeah, but they've been growing there all their lives, Ken. I don't, they don't even know help. You know, they do need some help because you built your house in their yard. You cut some of their roots. You affected the way the water flows. And, and plants do need some care, just a little bit for natives. And fertilizing now in the spring, game changer. It totally new, totally, just a totally healthier plant. Uh, obviously, your, your, your ornamental plants, those things that aren't native, you know, those beautiful flowers, the natives uh, of the, the lilac things, your roses, they need food. Uh, if you want roses, uh, they should be in full bloom by the end of April. So, you know, a few weeks out and roses are just in full glorious bloom. They're going to take some food. It takes a lot of energy to pull that off. And so you'll need to give them some food. So it's critical. Do it now. In addition to that, to my entire yard, I do two things. I fertilize them. And then I also add soil sulfur. Uh, I know I said sulfur, 644 doesn't have sulfur in it. It's an organic food. Uh, but, you know, sulfur is really helpful for plants. Uh, sometimes plants, that pH creeps up too high, and then the plants get smaller leaves. They get a yellow tinge to them. They stop blooming as well. They, they drop their fruit. Uh, they drop their vegetables. And so sulfur can help counteract that. And it's because of your water. Your water is so alkaline, the soil takes on whatever the pH is of your of the tap water. Whatever water source you're using, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to go to. And so that's going to be in that 7 to 8 range. Well, the book says you should try to get it as close to the neutral pH as you can at 6.5. Quite honestly, I've never made it to 6.5. I mean, might make it for a few days and then it pops right back. If you can get it down to that seven range, I find gardening's pretty easy. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be less than what we have currently, which is super alkaline water. And so your soil takes on super alkalinity. Uh, so it just kind of, your the rest of the country is putting hydrated lime on their gardens right now. Don't, for the love of gardening, don't do that here. Not in this little bubble of the Southwest. You will kill your soil. It'll take that pH and just push it off the charts. Uh, you, you folks have had hot tubs and pools. You know, you're always measuring your pH. You're seeing what the alkaline is. Is it too acid? Is it too alkaline? You're trying to keep it balanced so that when you jump in that, that hot tub, if, you, if it's off, you'll get out of that. You'll feel like your skin's crawling off. You need to take a shower. Just what's going on here? Uh, that's what's happening. Your pH is off. Well, your plant's roots do the same thing in the ground, only they can't get out of the hot tub or get out of the ground. You're stuck there. And so they start to they start to whine and complain and they're talking to you. And so just know it's going to be, it's going to go high. You're going to have to counteract that and lower it down. And so I put my fertilizer in spring. I just know it's going to be a problem. And I want more fragrant 
lilacs. I want better blooms on my on, on my crepe myrtles, on everything. And so I also, in addition, put soil sulfur, straight sulfur. It looks like a little sulfur disc out there. And so I just put that on everything in spring. That's the only time I do it. Yeah, the sulfur piece, I'll fertilize four, three other times throughout the year. But that sulfur, I do it mainly in the spring because that new growth is so hungry. And they're going to take up all this nutrient and water and food and grow. And I want it to be as healthy as I can. I even add it to my vegetable and flower gardens. If you want giant pansies that are this bigger than the size of silver dollars, like they're the bigger than golf ball size, sulfur, lower that pH. Boy, they just take on a color and fragrance. I mean, pansy fragrance should be over the top. You should smell that. That's the reason you put them in raised in containers. So you can bring them up to nose level, enjoy that fragrance even more so. Stocks, so flowering stock. Most fragrant flower, I think it's more fragrant than a, than a lilac is or Rose of Sharon or, or, or a Lily of the Valley. Uh, stocks are S-T-O-C-K. They should come up with a better name than that, but it's a little annual flower that just loves to grow here. And if you keep that pH down, you make, try to make it a little more acidic, they, the fragrance just jumps right out at you. It's a game changer. So by the end of the month, by the end of March, you should fertilize everything in the yard. And I would say add soil sulfur to everything in the yard. It will change the way your plants look, the health, the size of the foliage, the number of flowers, be a game changer. That's how you fertilize here in the mountains of Arizona. Be right back with more right after this. Waters Garden Companion plants of February are peony, lily of the valley, pinion pines, and Calgary carpet juniper. Calgary carpet juniper shows rich green mounds of juniper beauty that grows ankle high for the perfect ground cover. An ideal choice for low water, low care erosion control on natural banks or to soften that rock lawn. The perfect green nestled between boulders or to soften the top edge of a retaining wall. Shop for these juniper beauties in Prescott by store or online at watersgardencenter.com. You're listening to garden expert Ken Lane. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 10 Garden Show. 